0: welcome everyone to conversations with tanya and pedro this is a podcast brought to you by the innerland institute welcome everyone and thank you for joining us in conversations today with us is christina john Uh, christina is a certified innerland coach and uh, we're delighted to have you
1: Thank you. Really
2: lovely yes. to be here with you. Yes, thank you for for being with us, Christina. Christina, for those of you listening, listening, she's been in the human resources industry for over 20 years and she has a true passion for facilitating individuals and organizations tapping into their full potential and It's been an amazing, an amazing journey to know you, Christina. And I would love uh, to hear a little bit about your experience of this, these 20 years in in the industry you've been so devoted to what, what has been the most valuable um, lessons or needs you feel it meets in, in the, in the world. Yeah. Yeah, That's
1: I've, kind of fell into the staffing industry and actually that's the joke in our industry is that very few people actually choose to go into because they don't even know about it necessarily we fall into it and then we fall in love with it because it's all about connecting people and so what's kept me there is the challenge and the diversity and working with both of you and Innerland was a real gift Uh, for, it's now four years ago, uh, the company that I was with um, as the learning and development manager. So I kind of stepped out of operations and moved to focus solely on learning and development. And we did a pilot project, bringing Innerland into our organization. And what an amazing thing that was to bring inquiry To a leadership group, and to use that to address those connections and relationships, both to ourselves and to others, and to see how using inquiry to overcome obstacles could make such an amazing difference in a company. That was just phenomenal.
0: So, for those that are listening right now and just heard the word inquiry, In your experience, what is this thing?
1: Yeah, it's, I've been wrestling actually with how to describe this to people sometimes, because for me, it's such a rich field of play. (laughs) So I've tried to kind of simplify it to just say inquiry is both an orientation to you're living in a way where you remain curious and open and willing to be wrong and willing to live in discomfort. And it's also um, a beautiful process uh, by which we use questions to get ourselves unstuck or to open our perspective and to get greater clarity.
2: Yes, and and since you're in the business of connection and, and really, living our within our full potential what do you feel have, has been in your experience the biggest obstacles people face in this industry and companies to to fully connect with each other
1: i think one of the biggest obstacles is actually you know our competitiveness relies on us to be extremely quick so evaluating people quickly responding to clients really quickly and I think sometimes in that drive and that rush we actually forget to just pause and breathe and actually notice Mm -hmm. and the value of that is huge in terms of how we turn up for ourselves and for others so that's kind of the simpler answer i don't know if you want me to expand on that
2: yeah well, we, can, we can expand a, a little bit sure as we go along because i think i think that when when we live in uncertainty or when the the environment around us is very volatile or competitive or uh or just uh, or simply very very much about performance we tend to put armors or you know just yes. um and to pretend to be stronger than we are and to to pretend to have things under more under control than they actually are and sometimes uh it's been our experience that that actually gets in the way of getting clarity and being able to connect um with what needs to be done yeah so what what has been what have you noticed around that
1: yeah that really resonates because I think you know in our typical corporate world that we think of, absolutely you know we're judged on our performance and we feel judged all the time and oh, I have to be good and i I don't just have to be good, I have to be very good, and maybe I have to even be perfect and we have these thoughts mm-hmm. that then limit us and that armor you talk about I, I think about it it encases our vulnerability, but our vulnerability is where we connect, and so how do we engage with people and how do we allow ourselves to open up that armor well part of that is through inquiry Mm -hmm. to say can I connect there and and the wonderful thing is when we open up that armor and actually dare to be vulnerable um, dare not to know everything (laughs) that's actually where the exciting results happen yeah Um, I saw in some of our group sessions with you guys you know I'd I'd look around the room and all of a sudden the energy would shift and it was just amazing how somebody's vulnerability especially you know if we're um, a number of leaders around the table but there's you know an executive but and some of their reports sitting there and the executive shows up in vulnerability oh my gosh how does that change then how um that executive now creates space for everybody else to be vulnerable for everybody else to go. Yeah, I'm struggling with that. And, and the beauty of that is that we get grounded in reality. So now rather than faking it, and, oh, it doesn't matter so much that I'm feeling really nervous about this, or um, pretending to agree. Now we're having real conversations that actually address issues that actually move results forward yeah totally amazing
0: yeah yeah i and 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 this is something that was on my mind and and i would and I really wanted to have a conversation with you about this, especially given uh the events uh the current circumstances we're going through um in when when uh when working in um connecting people with um uh, jobs opportunities et cetera et cetera uh, there's always a lot of talk about bias in the process, and how 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 is it that we can really uh, um, you know see an application without a story, without an assumption, without a preconception? What's your experience there, and and what would be your suggestion uh, for people that are listening in that regard? How can we be uh, as open, present, uh, and clear as possible? when we're in the process of, of hiring someone or, or looking for someone for a role?
1: Yeah, there's, uh, there is a lot of bias, uh, whether it's known or unknown. And so I think, you know, there are some ways that uh, we can reduce that mm-hmm. bias. Um, one of the ways that we do that for our clients is we'll actually, take out the name of a candidate and just say candidate one candidate two candidate three mm-hmm. because studies have shown if you have a foreign foreign sounding name right away seen differently than somebody who has more of an anglo-saxon name right mm-hmm. so even just simple things like that um the other thing is just our own orientation to, to to notice, and I think that's where inquiry comes in for me very much. Uh, there are a number of things. One is that inquiry teaches us how to notice more. And so the noticing, even if I have a bias, if I notice it earlier, I can catch myself and go, oh, wait a minute, now hang on there <laughs> and I can reset. I can reorient myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing about inquiry is that You know, it's just this whole orientation to be curious. So rather than assuming, which as recruiters in the staffing industry, you know, we rely on our natural biological capabilities to very quickly assess a situation, go, oh, you fit into this bubble, I know who you are, boom. But to challenge that and to say, what don't I know about this person or what is here that I'm missing or or that might be different than I assumed. So this what I love about the practice of inquiry and how it applies to our uh, to hiring and recruiting is that it develops a practice. It's like a muscle. It develops that curiosity muscle. And that in itself um, is an amazing gift because uh, I've always said, you know, in training and I've trained hundreds and hundreds of people in the industry now. Your ability to ask questions is one of the key skills that you can have working in this industry. And I think yeah. as a leader, too, yeah. you know, if I think about this is now going to go beyond the scope of your question, Pedro. But um, I was thinking recently about um, this whole thing, orientation of of inquiry and curiosity And I listened to a webinar uh, recently where the presenter was talking about how, you know, in the industrial age, knowledge was very valuable and that's how you managed, right? If you knew more than others, you could be directive, Mm -hmm. but we're now in a period and especially, you know, what both of you have talked about with change and, and high rates of change and uh, this whole thing of impermanence and, and, in that kind of environment, curiosity is the skill to have. Yes. A, because the that's where we have the ability to be in the mind state of, well, I don't know. So let's let's be curious so that we're now exploring options rather than just going back to your, oh, as a manager, I better know and I better tell people what to do. Well, that doesn't help a business in this such kind of um, environment right now so cultivating that inquiry mindset i think is even more important today in leadership than it's ever been
2: yes and i think that 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 those two things that you're pointing to especially now like uh in, in regards to pedro's question that we have to assume we're biased in ways that we don't know yeah instead of saying no i'm not we have to assume we are, and then make take these precautions to be, to to not let those run the show. Like you said, you know, take away the name of candidates, in like the first review, then another person sees that, um, and then and then be curious about about our biases. Be curious about, about how it is that we can approach things in a different way, which is what the times are asking. And so on so many levels since COVID, um, the way that we are working, you know, how we are reframing the number of hours we need to be at the office. We are reframing how much physical contact we can have. We are reframing how much travel we are reframing also in regards to the impact with uh, with, um, the environment. And now... We are asked to be also extra aware of any bias that can be harmful in any way, shape, or form in a in a, in a in a culture that has not been has not excelled in um, cultural diversity. So, because because that is the challenge yes. right now. So, being assuming we're biased, being curious. And and then, like you say, going through the process of of inquiry. So, I I, I think for for me in in knowing you, Christina, and in seeing uh, your desire to connect, and in seeing this organization, and also like you said, when the executives show vulnerability, and everybody has to be on the same the same boat that everybody like kind of exhales and says, ah, yes, I am glad somebody is naming that. We don't know. I'm glad somebody's naming that things are not always under control. So if, if, when, if anybody here is part of the industry you're part of or anyone else, what would you say are the top five biases that um, you have come across that we need to, be questioning over and over again
1: well I think um, you know specific to the staffing industry so I named the one about the names and you know foreigner names another one is just titles the job titles people will look at a job title and view it from their experience of that job title but as recruiters, we start to learn very early on, you know, one client will call it a business analyst, and another client will call it something else, and another third client will call it something else again. And so, we learn that we can't take that title for granted, for instance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then, um, then, even biases in terms of how somebody represents information on a resume. I mean, you know, we have, in the recruiting industry, we have to make quick judgments, but I know some colleagues or clients, too, where if there was one little spelling mistake on the resume, out. They're not, I don't want to see them. Well, wow. what does that That's say awesome. about, like, do you, do, like, let's say it's a client. Do you, Mr. Client, ever make a mistake? <laughs> right? Would you want to be discounted from a role because you overlooked an error? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thing. you know, so... <laughs> And then there are also biases in terms of when somebody turns up in front of them. So even if we don't obfuscate the name, but the name sounds Anglo-Saxon, but somebody turns up who actually is of some kind of visible minority. And... Cl- I know some clients that I've worked with over the years get all antsy about and they and they get all oh they're not going to be able to handle the communication because they appear to be a foreigner English right. might not be their first language blah 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 and yet there are so many people in our Can- Canadian culture I'll just talk in the Canadian context mm-hmm. who are a visible minority but were born here English is their first language they're they're probably some of them I know are better at English than my clients let's say uh, yeah. <laughs> so another total big bias just in terms of visual and and then within the visual like I can think of instances where I sent this lovely gal for an interview for uh, like at a reception admin kind of role she had this tiny little um, nose piercing mm-hmm. and the client so old school this gentleman I got a call from his executive assistant saying, Sorry, he won't see her, and that was just because of one little tiny thing about the presentation. so we uh, rule people out because of certain elements of the presentation. so uh I think I've got five now
2: <laughs> i There're probably more I can think of, but those are common recap. ones. Let's recap so. How Name. How you have them for us. Mm-hmm. So
1: name on the resume, titles, job titles, mm-hmm. then also um, overall kind of communication on the resume and or cover letter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then presentation, just visual, like my first, without even talking to you, just looking at you, uh, in terms of visible minorities, and then even if it isn't necessarily about a visible minority, it's about other physical characteristics, whether that's piercing or tattoo or a certain hairstyle or how they dress or whatever
2: yes yes and and i think that for that going deeper and a deeper piece of the work that um, we're we're trying to look at at inner land and within within our coaching the the coaches that are gathering together to discuss recent the recent challenges i think we also have to go deeper as to how these five elements that you just mentioned have played a role in our experience so so we have to really understand what has been our experience with minorities what has been our experience with foreigners what has been our experience with um with different uh diversities in general yeah. because we're not aware of maybe some difficult experiences we've had and, we, and this is why inquiry is so important all the time. If we're not aware, that's going to actually inform as well, even though it has nothing to do with those five elements. It has to do with my own experience that I haven't checked out fully. So this is what I love about, about the invitation to always, always, always be reviewing what has been the hardship, what have been the difficult experiences in our lives that we've had with cultural diversity so we can name them, be honest about them, clean them up, so they're not unconsciously informing our mm-hmm. relations.
1: You know, as I hear you talk about that, Tanya, um, when I hear you say, you know, what is our experience with it? I also think of what's our lack of experience with,
2: Exactly. You know, as
1: we well. ba- yeah, like, we base our certain judgment or, or evaluation of somebody, sometimes on nothing, except what somebody else told us, not even our own experience, or what, the system or the whatever tribe we belong to, whatever group we belong to. Oh, we don't, you know, we don't with them,
2: you know. <laughs> That's an excellent point to own that some of us make conscious choices to be in less culturally diverse groups. Absolutely. And why?
1: I think it's easier. Yeah. You know, I think some people, it's like you, you naturally, I think we naturally gravitate to others that are like us. Whether, and, and that can be on, on different sorts of fields, whether it's like, if I'm a really fit person, I like to be around other fit people, or um, it could be a race thing, it could be a religious thing, you know, if I'm of a particular faith, I feel more comfortable being around somebody of a similar faith, because they get me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the, how do
1: we create space to be with people that are different than us? Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, that's the challenge. And that's the training. And that's the invitation. Uh, if we look at uh at how the mind works uh it's c- clearly known that we have uh, a quick uh triggered mind and then a slow process processing mind and the quick trigger mind is the mind that is making these assumptions that is just assuming oh I feel more comfortable here or there I don't feel comfortable here or right? I don't feel comfortable there et cetera et cetera and 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 this mind. Uh, has a tremendous amount of influence in in our lives, in our everyday lives. Uh, One of the qualities of that particular mind is that it is not conscious necessarily. That means it's it's not something that we're aware of that it's actually happening. Um, But... There is a, uh, I want to call it a slower mind, or we want to call it a more inquisitive mind, or we want to call it a more open mind. And this mind is the one that opens up the one that goes beyond the assumption, the one that that, that actually looks to the nuisance, the one that asks itself, "What am I not seeing? What am I missing?" right As is one of the of, of the questions that we use in in the inquiry model that we practice and and what i th- what i find fascinating is that i've learned in what how many years have we been doing this 15 or 20 years i don't know that this mind is like a muscle that we have to exercise it's not something that we just wake up one day and say oh i'm going to be more inclusive i'm going to be more uh, less biased i'm going to be more open and it's 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 something that just happens if that was the case you know the pain and suffering we're going through uh, by not being opened and by being biased, we would have resolved that a, a long time ago. And so the invitation is for, for us to open up to this retraining of our minds, to this uh, exercising of this muscle that actually allows for us to perceive beyond the, the quick assumption or beyond the, the, the quick uh, projection. And I think in, in in the field of staffing, in the field of connecting people, as it is in the field of uh, education, uh, it's a very important thing to, uh, to, um, to exercise. And so I wanted to ask you, Christina, what, what, what are your plans for the future? You know, knowing all this, having the tool that you have, having the, uh, um, you know, the hopes uh, for, for a better world, for a more connected world, for a more open world, uh, what are your plans?
1: well uh some of it is somewhat clear and some of it isn't but uh just about nine months ago i actually left my corporate job and i now started my own consulting business and some of that is in training and some of it is starting to be more and more in coaching and i'm feeling stronger every day about really uh, working with the coaching piece working with an inquiry i just recently got my first what I called inquiry circle going, where uh, I invited a number of people to to join me to explore. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: it was really exciting to do it. I was a little nervous at first. And after the first session, I just went, oh, why was I so nervous about that? Like... (laughs) Because when, when we come to inquiry with the open mindset, like I was used to being the trainer and having to know everything and having the whole plan together right away at the beginning for the whole session. And then I I inquired on that and realized I don't need to do that. I just need to have the dates so that people have them in their calendar. And I'll, pl- I'll, I'll think about the first session and then I'll see how it goes. And that was the perfect way to do it because then each session flowed from what was present yes and then that's the most meaningful for the people who are joining me there the other thing that i love about working with inquiry is that i i'm not the expert i'm just a practitioner Mm -hmm. who is sharing this with you and i love that orientation it's it's such a Mm. beautiful way to be in the world and to live really the principles of inquiry a bit more, right? To say, yeah. I don't know everything, right? I'm I'm willing to be wrong. <laughs> I'm also humble that I'm not the expert. I might have a bit more experience with it, but let's try this out.
2: Yeah, because every, every challenge that life throws at us makes us, requires us to have a beginner's mind again, because yeah. it's new. We've never been in these circumstances in this intensity in this way before. So that requires a beginner's mind. So I'm going to ask you this again at the end, but just uh, let's do it. Uh, what's your consulting company called and um, and where can people find you? Um, it's called after me. So Christina Jan, coaching and training.
1: And uh, the easiest way is to find me on LinkedIn. So if you just put in my name, Christina, and my last name, J-A-H-N, mm-hmm. you'll find me.
2: Wonderful, and also uh, being an innerland coach, you have um, Christina at innerland.com as your as your your email, and, and people can find you that way as well. Absolutely. But so, uh, what I was what I was thinking, listening to you both um, with with this with this novelty of of again the circumstances we're living in. What do you think about this idea? a lot of the fear and a lot of the bias that we're that we can experience and you were saying, Christina, uh, before, you know, that sometimes we're just innocently gravitating towards things that are more simple, that feel more familiar, that we're we safe. have more, you know, that feel safer, that are just more familiar. And, um, and then sometimes this also paradoxically is what traps us to not opening and being willing to, to explore other things. What do you guys think about this? Um, there is, it, this is a very simpli- simplistic binary format, but I think that a lot of that is guided by, by the survival amygdala-based thinking that basically says that there is not enough for all of us. So it's yeah. a mind of lack. It's a mind of you or me. It's a zero-sum game, and it's a competitive mindset that says we have to grab what we can while, ha- while, we- while there is something to grab or to conquer and keep it because we don't know if there's going to be enough later. Whereas the mind that you were talking about, Pedro, that opens up this muscle that we open up uh, that we train in inquiry to to see what else is out there than that is more of a frontal lobe experience, and it's a mindset that we find in our practice at IPC when we arrive to that a space of alignment that is a that is like um, a beautiful space of expansion and abundance. So it's a mind of of where there's no fear, there's love, and it's a mind of abundance. So meaning there is enough for all of us. The more we expand and the more we share and the more collaboration there is and the more we're not about you or me, um, but a a true we, then, then inclusivity, then the bias relaxes, then we're actually excited to meet new people. We're actually excited to try new things and other views because we understand that that makes us better it it adds it doesn't subtract what do you think about that distinction
1: um what is really resonating with me right now uh, in what you said is this idea that through this inquiry process and through our opening of our perspective we actually connect to um what is uh, we recognize in the other person what is in us Mm-hmm. And the the other way around, and so that inclusivity that you talked about is inherent uh, then when we actually open up our perspective enough to see ourselves in the other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: that's the gift.
0: I think I think the zero sum game uh, kind of uh, touches on on this uh, um, assuming that um, the best candidate would be someone with uh uh you know uh, a particular name or or when you are making that uh it's it's kind of either or right um it re- it reminded me of what you said it reminded me in my own experience i actually had that a uh, uh, a person that uh, worked in in staffing uh, many many years ago uh, actually said that to me and said be careful because uh, your your opportunities are are limited and so for me it was quite shocking and and going into a zero-sum game in my mind there was no other option but to uh anglicize my name or see what you know Try try to try to do something to address this issue rather than just opening up and saying uh, this is uh, something that uh, i 'm going to work with i 'm going to work that your with your strength
2: is in your diversity
0: exactly yes. i 'm going to work with and not against mm-hmm. the moment we see um, a challenge and and the mindset is is opposing is is uh, it turns into defense turns into pushing rather than uh, turning into noticing and 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 realizing that if that is the case it's an engagement process that needs to happen rather than a a zero-sum approach i think Mm
1: -hmm. yeah absolutely i was just thinking about how um i think when i was younger it it used to really piss me off when i had clients who were very like very obviously biased and Uh, In one way or another, I like I was just thinking about an instance where I was filling for um, staffing for an administrative role, and they said only send women. And so I deliberately sent a man in
0: the (laughs) candidate pool because I was
1: just like, how dare you do that. (laughs) Um, But I don't like reflecting back on that, you know, it made me feel good to do that. But I don't know if I changed their mind at all. They probably I'd probably just pissed them off. And maybe I just (laughs) cemented their their views even more or something or I don't know but it's it's funny how or like funny strange how we limit ourselves so much in our thinking uh you know in ways that we sometimes we know and sometimes that we don't even realize and I think that's the for me that's where the beauty of inquiry is too is that in examining something there's always some little nugget or something more that comes out of the inquiry process you know for me now being having practiced it very regularly for four years i mean i i recognize the thoughts sometimes you know and i and i go oh yeah that's that one and oh i know the turn you know the turnaround or the opening or the whatever Mm -hmm. but i bring it to inquiry anyway and there's something else that i didn't see before Mm -hmm. yes the beauty of it there's always something more for us to learn and i think that's that for me ties into your abundance what you talked about as abundance tanya that it's expansive like there isn't a boundary
2: (laughs) and that's and that's what will get us out of any pickle you know to resource each other from that space of expansiveness to not over rationalize to not think we know to not um to be aware of our previous experience and to be willing to question and not have them inform you know negatively um, or or in any other way the the new encounters we have so yeah, so what i what i would what do you wish if if people if people listening are curious about this practice? What would you recommend they do? What do you think? Um, what has been in your experience a nice entry point to this practice?
1: I think you just have to dive in. I mean, you. I know at Innerland, you guys offer some really great courses that I've referred a number of people to, too, who were, in, in you know, just curious about that. Um, I think that's what i mean you guys are some amazing guides for that so that's my my strongest recommendation and um if that's not possible for somebody let's say with the timing of a course or whatever then reach out and i know um you guys have a bunch of resources um i have some resources that i can point people to you know you can even just start to take a look at some of that stuff um in terms of what's out in the, you know, the intern web,
2: <laughs> yeah, and so to start to engage with it, right? Yeah, and because so yeah, they could, they could even contact you for your inquiry circle yeah. or for coaching sessions. Yeah, there are all sorts of ways
1: that that people can start to engage with it. So, um, start start some conversations and see what works for you, and and then see where it takes you. But definitely, just dive in. Uh, there, it's it's kind of like swimming you can't you can't learn it in theory like you have to get into the pool exactly. and even if it's in the shallow end but you have to get in the pool. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: And this is this is something very interesting and this is something that we experience quite a lot in what we do and doing what we do and that is sometimes it's difficult to 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 describe it and the invitation is just try it. Uh and what would you say to someone that would te- ask for a little bit more. Okay, okay. I, I I'll dip my finger or or I'll try it, but tell me a little bit more.
1: I think um realize that let's say you've just had one little experience of that inquiry process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What I would say to you is you've just touched the tip of the iceberg. So if what you experienced resonated with you at all, mm-hmm. Go for deeper. Spend a bit more time in it because it I kind of liken it. The other day I, I was thinking about how to talk to somebody about this and the yoga analogy came up. Like you're not gonna get flexible and strong and whatever doing one session of yoga. Right. One session of yoga might feel make you feel better for right now and it might inspire you to maybe get a bit more exercise or whatever, I don't know but it's the practice of it that yields the long-term results. And it's the same thing, I think, with inquiry. It's a practice.
2: Yes. It's like, it's, it's being willing and being, um, open to be in the discomfort of the things that get in the way over And over, I'm thinking about um, the situations that we're living. You know, COVID, everything that's going on, with all the 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 racial and the cultural bias of all kinds, of all kinds that we are experiencing, and it cannot be just a little fad where we're just interested for a little bit. It has. This is a this is a marathon, and we have to commit long term to removing the, the bias and the obstacles that we've inherited, that we've been uh, harboring and that they need long-term methodologies. And that's why if you're listening to us, we invite you to check out innerland.com. We invite you to look for Christina Jan in, in LinkedIn and, you know, to just really open your mind to a methodology that can take you into, like Christina says, deeper, long, term undoing of of the beliefs and the bias that gets in the way of living in a world of abundance in a world of inclusion in a world where diversity is not a threat but it's something to be celebrated
1: yeah i really see it as a a process where we actually get to be more ourselves it's like peeling back the onion and we just live our more radiant beautiful selves every time
2: yes Exactly, and that's what it's all about in every way, shape, or form. Oh, uh, well, uh, Pedro, do you have anything else? I am just feel so happy with this conversation.
0: Yeah, so happy, and really, this opportunity of uh, connecting with you, Christina, and learning also more about what you're doing and your plans for the future. We are uh, very, very uh, heartfelt connected community at the innerland Institute uh with our coaches and uh we wanted to uh really share start sharing with every what everybody's doing so that uh we can really know right because when we get together, we do inquiry we actually practice right yeah exactly, exactly. That's what we do, right <laughs> put
1: our money where our mouth is <laughs> exactly.
0: that's what we do we get together we practice uh but there's another dimension that has to do with this that we're practicing and this transformation that we're experiencing ourselves how am i you know serving others how am i putting it out there how am i um connecting and and really allowing others to, uh, be served by, by, yeah. this. right?
2: being a resource for change. And for those, I, I don't think we mentioned this, Christina, but just so, so everybody can hear we, you are in Cal, in Calgary. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, um, and so any, anybody that's from that area can actually probably connect with you easier Um, for in being local and of course globally anybody with all the technology that's available
1: these days everybody's connecting across the globe (laughs) as it is anyway people are getting more used to that rather than going oh I have to find the the local person so yeah it's neat to think that's one of the aspects that I've loved about this is that there's actually this huge opportunity to work with people all over the place that are just open to this so
2: yes so amazing well, Christina, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for being willing to share, to be in this conversation with us. Thank you for putting it out there. Thank you for doing your increased Circle and sharing this with your the people around you. Thank you for your presence and being such a positive, uh, you know, beautiful presence out there in the world. Oh,
1: my pleasure. And Thank you for having me here as a guest. I always enjoy my time with you.
2: Yes. Thank you. Okay, everybody. We'll see you next time, or will hear you next time in our next podcast and conversations with Tanya and Pedro. Have a wonderful rest of your day, wherever you are.
0: Bye, everyone. Thank you, Christina. Take
2: care. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh.
0: Thank you for joining us in another podcast brought to you by the Innerland Institute. Learn more about what we do at innerland.com.